podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to what could be the last ever episode of the 1871 podcast. That's not a definite. It's a possible that we might be doing more episodes, but uh, this could be the last ever one. So with that in mind, uh, we've got some special guests and co-hosts. So firstly, um, it's myself, Mark Roach, your host. And we've also got our ever-reliable and very knowledgeable about Reading FC co-host, Johnny Hunt. So hello, Johnny. Evening. How are we? I'm very well. How are you? Good, good, good. Good. I just have to say, ch- chucking the cricket there from yesterday. What a what a, what a oh, great okay. cricket, cricket. Moving chat. on. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, so, the other occasional co-host that we've got is um, Yunan Carr, who's on the call. Hello, Yunan. How are you? Hello. Hi, everyone. Yeah, all good. Thanks. And we've also got the 1871 podcast official super fan, Alex Blissett. Hello, Alex. How are you? Hello, mate. How you doing? I'm very good, very good. And this one deserves a song, one of our favourite Reading songs of all time. We've also got one of our favourite Reading players of all time, our co-host Dylan Kerr. So let's let's do it a sing song. Dylan, you can join in. Dylan Kerr. Absolutely rubbish. Take that, eat your heart out. Oh no! There he is. I'm just not used to him getting cut off. Mark. That's the problem. He usually gets cut off by now because he doesn't pay the electricity bill, is he? So you know. Yeah, no excuse being as you're you're in England now. I, I don't know if it's any different. <laughs> All right. So Dylan, how are you? I'm good. You know, it's been a, it's been a while. Uh, been back just over two months. Well, I think this is my second month back in the UK. First time in five years I've actually had time to put my life into perspective and sort a few things out, both here in England and in Scotland. Um, I've been to see Depeche Mode twice, once at the Stade de France and one at the Olympic Stadium in Berlin. Um, I've, booked, I've, I've actually got my tickets to go and see them in New York in, I think, January. Um, so, yeah, so everything's been good. I'm just looking forward to the football season starting. Yeah, well, I'm going to see the Pesh Mode next week in in Norway in Oslo. So we've we've got a few of the a few of the cities covered there. And and someone I know has just seen him in. I think they've just played in Poland or about to play in Poland. So um, yeah, just uh, obviously we're '80s music fans, the Pesh Mode fans, Heaven Seventeen fans, etc. So um, yeah, Dylan, look, just have a quick chat with you before we get started on all things Reading. Um, you know, what are your what are your plans? Anything in the pipeline? You know, what what does the future look like for you at the moment? Um, nothing really. I've, I've, I've got, I got I got offered four jobs: one in uh, Rwanda, one in Botswana, and two in South Africa. And I said, you know, I wanted to put my my, my life into a bit of a balance, and uh, I, I turned those down. Um, there's been a couple of inquiries. One from America, one from Egypt, um, but we'll see where that where, where they came to. Um, apart from that, you know, I've just been, like I said, I've been playing golf. I've been seeing friends, you know, in Scotland, in in, in England, um, and I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get a lot of things sorted out, just in case you know, mad September comes and you know the the sacking start and coaches looking for work and obviously. Africa's been been where I've been, uh, you know, for the majority of my career as a coach. But, but um, I'd like to stay. I'd like to stay in the UK. I think if the opportunities to come, which there's not really many now, uh, obviously because the season's ready to start. But if the right opportunity in in academy football, uh, in youth football, in in semi professional football. Whatever opportunity they might come, you know, then I'll, I'll then I'll seriously try and stay here. But but you can never say never. There's there's, there's going to be options coming up in Africa. Um, I think I've done in South Africa, if I'm honest, Johnny. Uh, sorry, Mark. Um, just saw Johnny's face. There. <laughs> and uh, I just think I just think yeah, it's t- I think it's time now to come back. So I've been I've been gone nearly twelve out of fourteen years. I've had a 
eight months at Chesterfield, ten months at Burton Albion, uh, but the, the majority have been out of the country. So out of sight, of mind, uh, you know, it happens. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this weekend I'm going to see some good people at Sheffield Wednesday. I'm going to see Barnsley and I'm going to see Leeds uh, this weekend. So I say, you know, when people when people know that you're around, people start to talk. So I'm not saying that it's gonna it's gonna get me anything, but you never know. Maybe maybe um, something you know might might wake up a few people's interest. Yeah, and um, you, you said that you're looking for hopefully some opportunities to come up. We all know that someone's getting sacked within the first month of the season, so you never know. It might might happen. Might have an opportunity come up for you, but also um, you did get on the radar for Reading, didn't you? You got on the first shortlist for um, potential managers in consideration, but didn't go any further than that. Tell me sort of how you found out about that. What happened? I, I, I mean, it's, how many times I've actually tried to get a job at Reading with the academy, with the, the 21s, uh, and it's never happened. And, you know, for... Uh, I, I do know the agent that they used to, or I don't know if they still got, used to have a big say in who came to Reading, both as a player, as a coach, as a manager. And this time I applied and I was told by my agent that I'd, I'd made the shortlist in the cut-off group, which, you know, to be fair, it was really, really, it was a really, really good feeling because the jobs I have applied for in this country, even in, in Scotland as well, in Wales, in England, even in Northern Ireland, you, you never get a reply, you never get any positivity. I do know uh, whether it's true or not. Mark Bowen did did um, kind of like my CV and he, and, he, and he acknowledged the work I'd done in, in in my football career, both here and in Africa. And yeah, it was it, it was a nice it was a nice feeling. Uh, obviously, I spoke to Chris Wilder. Uh, he was very very heavily linked, and he, he, to be fair, he kept his cards close to his chest. He never said yes. He never said no. Um, and the reason I called him because I thought he might have, I heard a rumor he was in Reading when I was when I was there, and I thought it would have been good if you were seriously interested in Reading, then I could you know give him my ten pennies on what Reading Football Club means to the fans, means to the the, the town, and you know so uh, yeah for me it was it was a nice honour, and unfortunately unfortunately I didn't get to that interview stage, but. Who knows? Maybe one day. I'm not. I'm not going to give it up, Mark. I'm not going to give it up. All right. Good stuff. Well, um, quite possibly the last ever episode of the 1871 podcast. So let's uh, let's chat about all things Reading and um, Johnny. I'm going to come to you. Obviously, we had the the episode last week, so uh, all of a sudden we're doing a one off episode, a bit like the start of series two. You know, we said we'd do a one off episode with Brian McDermott. All of a sudden. We're doing series two, and I think at one point we were doing episodes most days. Sometimes it was a few days in a row, wasn't it? Um, I think what will happen this time is we might do the odd episode here and there, but you know maybe it's going to be like Forty Towers, one of the greatest comedies of all time. Only did two series. Maybe it's going to be like that. Who knows? (laughs) But um, Johnny, we, we did have a chat last week, um, about the the goings on at, at Reading. Um, obviously, you know, they played, um, a friendly, uh, against Thatcham. I think that was a red in 11, but in terms of the, the first team lost all the, all the preseason games, lost 4-0 at home to Swansea. And <laughs> I don't even know if we've got enough players, have we? I mean, what, what are your thoughts, Johnny, about the state of play ahead of the season? Uh, it seems, uh, like it's, it's a car crash that, now I heard over the weekend there may be another dodgy owner coming on board, possibly some something in America, some franchise. Um, it's it's horrible. It's still horrible. It's still toxic. We're a week away from the start of the season. We haven't got a squad or a team. We were supposed to have a reset over the summer, and we're in a bigger mess than we were. We're under embargoes again for not paying wages, tax, whatever you want to call it. There's the owners' issues in China, possibly. Um, Tell before we die campaigns started up between all the fan groups. Um, 
sit-down protest after the game next week against Peterborough. Hopefully that, you know, people need to stand up and, and make a difference. Um, it's it's still toxic. We thought, you know, and we've talked over the last couple of series about what's going on at Reading, that maybe things will improve. But we kind of picked it that, you know, the owners lost interest after we got relegated down to League One. And there we are. And it's, you know, even the, the guys that we've signed, they're now talking about being unreg unregistering registering them because of all the stuff that's going on. It, it's just an absolute shambles. But all, all we want, all I want, and I'm sure it's worse, it's just our club to exist. That's, that's the only thing I want out of all of this, um, you know, and having decent people in charge. And we'll see what happens day by day. That's that's all we can live for. Yeah, and... and um... Obviously, the transfer embargo, and I think there's only four players, four new players signed from from what I understand. Um, your understanding, Johnny, and you touched on it there about potential um, deregistering or whatever it's called of of players. Um, you know, um, Savage is is one. It's an interesting one who's come in, um, Charlie Savage from Man United. Um, but look, we're just short of players, aren't we? And I think you said your aim is that we actually get to play the first game of the season. But um, you know, what, what's your what's your take in terms of what the manager said after the last game? Um, you know, he he was talking about being ten players short. Um, do you think? I mean, I, I saw someone on social media say say that if if this manager keeps us up in League One, it's going to be a miracle the way things are going. Is that how you're feeling about it? Yeah, like, I, you know, he's coming and taking the job on, which no one else probably would do in the circumstances. So we have to get behind him and the players that we've got, you know, whatever players we have. Whatever, you know, hopefully something will change this week. With the embargo gets lifted until next month's embargo comes in when we don't pay the wages. We get six players in on contracts over this next week. And we go again, and then next month it happens again. But we ha we have to get behind the team. Like the, the protests are against the owner. The protests are against the way the clubs run. It's not against a, a guy who's just coming in to to do a job that he can. And the guys that are playing for us, you know, they're they're going to do their best for the team. So we need to support them even more than we've done in the past. Because I think um, one of the lads that was at the game on Saturday spoke to some of the players. And like you know, so you're going to have to get behind the young players, the younger players in these this, this club, because that's what we have to rely on this season. So we need to do that. So we need to make sure that we need to stay up and we need to be positive and and and, and help the team out. The protest stuff is a different issue. So that you know, they're, they're two different things, you know. Yeah, and I think the one of the biggest worrying factors for Reading is we're talking about needing new players we've got our first game on Saturday and Eunan I want to come to you now um so just just want to gauge your thoughts you like like myself like Johnny you've been a Reading fan for many years you you were born um where you uh you started off living pretty much right next to the ground at Elm Park didn't you and we've seen a lot of ups and downs going back to the to the 80s and you know, the the great team under Mark McGee in the 90s and then the 106 season. But the last few years hasn't been good. And, and this is kind of the worst it's been as a Reading fan, possibly, you know, in, in, in your memory as well. What what are your thoughts about the state of play with Reading as things stand? Yeah, I think, I mean, it has been grim before. I mean, going back to my earliest memories, it was pretty tough Morris Evans and the contract, you know, and before our time where you heard like Eamon Dunphy and contract issues with players that will always be there, won't, won't it? But, I mean, this situation, you've got to say we're, we've got unanswered questions, which isn't good enough, and so there's a protest. But if the club had come out and said, you know, the HMRC situation, how can that be an issue with the playing side. It's a tax bill and the operational side is Chinese, you know, currency problems coming across. Why would you move money across at this stage with currency being down? So 
if it's Di Young's problem that he hasn't got associates over here to go, right, that's fine, your money's good over there, we'll fund it and pay it and clear that problem because the embargo, it doesn't, if it's not a football situation, it's like last season with the six points, we're getting docked, but it, that's, is it an issue with the transfers, the contracts, that's the playing issue, that's unfair, Got the points, but uh, a tax bill, which is a commercial situation, an economic situation, why embargo us, why, but the club needs to come out and answer those questions with the journalists not you know sellers was put in front of the press and he's saying yeah i've had reassurances but you know there's a massive organization here now they should be coming out and having a press conference and there won't be a protest then because they'll answer our questions and i and i think union you touched on it there and johnny talked about it we all think it's a problem with with the club as a whole you look back to sir john madeski's time in control, the club was run properly. He would have never get it, let it get to this stage. You know, you you should not even have to think about if the players are going to get paid on time, that sort of thing. You should be able to take that for granted. Unfortunately, that's the situation we're in. And Alex, I want to come to you now. Um, just talk about your thoughts about the club. Um, and I know actually, you know, Johnny's kind of been talking about Reading in a negative way. Union's kind of touched on the problems with the club. Um, but I know you're actually looking forward to the start of the season. You're kind of a positive voice in a way. So what, what are your thoughts about the state of the club at the moment? Well, it, 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 it's been so, so depressing. It's, it's the not knowing has, has, been, has been the worst. And then they'll leak little bits and then you've got your friends sending you tweets and stuff like that. But it's the, it's the poor communication. And I mean, this is people's that like club their life they're 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 messing with and uh they need to uh they need to understand that i mean admittedly this die young thing get him out is 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 good and i understand where people are coming from but who's who's gonna who's gonna want to take us on because um yeah no i was at the ground on uh saturday this one's a game and uh, and the feel around the ground wasn't nice the it was all a bit half assed by Reading's point of view, sort of even just with like the catering side of things and buying a hot dog and a beer and all, it was all done very, very poorly. But Alex, I did introduce you as being someone who's quite positive because you did say <laughs> to me you, you're looking forward to the season. So has that changed in the last? Was that before of... Saturday? <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't remember. But you said, <laughs> but, but, yeah, I'm looking I, forward, I am to, looking it. forward to it. Mark, can I just, Alex, I've got a text message that he sent me on Saturday after the uh, Swansea game. No, I've never known. He's not positive at all. <laughs> yeah, that could that could be it then, the the, the game. And, and look, Dylan, I'll, I'll come back to you now. You're the only one of us that's actually played for Reading, player of the season in the Hall of Fame, you know, Reading, Reading legend. Uh, you've got your own Reading song. It doesn't get a lot better than that. But you're still a Reading fan. You still want the club to do well. What's your take? And you've been a manager. You've you've had problems at other clubs in South Africa with um, non-payment and, and things like that. What, what's your take on where things have um, gone wrong for Reading? I just can't believe how it's gone downhill since the Russians bought it and since Sir John left. I mean, you know, they've, they've got a, an amazing stadium. I mean... My social media is all all about Elm Park. You know, there's there's never anything that's about the Medeski or whatever the stadium's called now. It is the the Reading fans still, you know, just talk about Elm Park. And there's so many memories that come from that. And I just I just I'm just bewildered, you know, that how a club, how an owner can can let his club be in a position where they can get dogs uh, points docked. They keep getting transfer embargoes. They keep not paying players. Uh, I just feel sorry, and I feel uh, the fans are being cheated because, like, like all three of them have said, you know, they, there's no, there's no communication. Nobody knows where, where where they are at the moment. Nobody knows where 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 they're going at the moment. And as you said earlier on, that if they, if they stay up, it's going to be a miracle. That shouldn't be in Reddy's vocabulary. Staying up, 
You know, it should be let's challenge for promotion. Look at this stadium. Look at these. Look at these football fans that you know through all the the worrying times last year still kept coming to the home games and you know still kept supporting them away. And it's just it's just frightening. And I mean, look, I look at Wrexham. You know, they've got two Hollywood legends that have taken over the club and have taken them to a different level. The expectation of that football club is, is is on a different plane. It's like it's frightening. Every everybody you speak to now knows who Wrexham are and knows what, you know what what they're trying to achieve. And I'm looking at Reading Football Club, my former club, where I have so many great memories, made so many good friends. Not knowing you know if they're gonna if they're gonna exist anymore. I mean you, you, you know, but there's no there's no clarity. There's no um, what's the word. It's it's nobody's talking. Nobody nobody's telling anybody. Like Union says, nobody's telling anybody. You know where where are we going to go from here? What's the what's the direction? And and is it going to be for the better? And Dylan, uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think that Reading need a new owner? Is is the owner the problem? What what do you think needs to happen for for things to start moving in a positive direction? I don't. I, I don't know the owner. I don't know the owner. I just think, you know, the, the there must be a business model. Must be a business plan. There must be something you can't you can't lose a, a money to football club. So John Medeski never lost money at Reading Football Club when I was there. You know, and, and you know he he was transparent with everything he did um, with with the people that were involved. You know, they had a good board of directors. Is there a board of directors at Reading Football Club? Is Mr. Dye the owner? You know, and Johnny say they're doing a sit-down protest. You know, fantastic. I, you know, I think that's brilliant. But I mean, what's he going to achieve? You know, what? what you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm with you. I, I don't know where Reading Football Club stand at the moment. You know, where, are, are they going to survive? Are they going to? Are they going to be dot points? You know, the transfer embargo. Johnny saying sign six players now. Who's going to want to come to Reading Football Club? What big name footballer? Wants to come to a football club where there's an uncertainty, and um, and you cannot. We used to turn up for training, wanting to train. We used to turn up for training, knowing that we were going to get something out of training, knowing that we could have some banter and we could have some fun and we could have a laugh and wind people up and you know nail football boots to the to the wall. You know, if somebody came in some new clothes, we'd all we cut them all up and you know throw them in the bin. And if you've got that. If you've got that in your dressing room, you, you've already, you're on, you're on a winner straight away. But, you know, say, if you're uncertain what's going to happen, if, you, if you're not going to get paid at the end of the month or every week or whatever they do, you know, who's, who's going who's, who's to be attracting the, the, the top players from, you know, the so-called bigger clubs that want to send the players out? So it's, it's just a shame. It just, like I said, just need clarity. We need, we need people to say, Right, what's happening? And, and and lay it on the line so everybody knows and, and they can make a plan and move forward. And do you think, Dylan, that um, the club has got a lack of identity at the moment? Reading Football Club was always talked about. You know, we, the, the, the players that they produced, the, the academy, I mean, the academy's got its cat one uh, status again, which is fantastic, which is fantastic. You know, what's what's the good in having an academy at Cat One level when you know you you haven't got a football club that is, is is run properly? You know, so it's 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 identity is is about the about the owner. You know that that that's as I can see, it. and and you know maybe maybe should form me and uh, you know I'll come down there and tell him you know exactly what this club means to the town, what this club means to the people who are running football club, and. You know, become somebody that you know he, he understands. You know where the football mentality of of a Reading fan is. Um, I know it won't happen, but you know, I, I used to tell Sir John when we when we, when I used to come down to the stadium and you know and and hear Wood Smith and um, who was the other guy, Don House son. Um, what was he? What's that? What Nigel. was that? Nigel. Sorry, Nigel. Nigel Howe, yeah. I used to, I used, and I used to tell them exactly what I thought, and you know whether they liked it or not. It, it was about the football club. You know, you need to do this in this executive suite. You need to do that. You know, you need to get players to come in and mingle. You know, and and being invited by the football club. That's what I used to do. 
I didn't just go into the, the, the supporters' lounge. I didn't just go into the sponsors' lounge. I went in every box. I came in the, into the crowd. I didn't sit in the box. I came into the crowd. I would go into the sports bar. I would go into the hotel bar. I would go into the director's lounge. I would go into the sponsors' lounge. I would go into the supporters' lounge. I would go everywhere, you know, just to say hi, just to shake people's hands, just to, you know, m- make them, you know, some knew me, some didn't know me, you know. Um, I think Kieran Sharman, I don't know if you, any of you guys know him, um, very, 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 very big uh, Reading fan. You know, he, he's left Reading Football Club now. He had a box. He had a box for over 30 years at Elm Park. He had one of the little boxes. And he supported Reading Football Club through thick and thin. He's done. He's done. He's, he's left. And, and that guy had money. That guy had money. And he's plowed money into the football club. And he, 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 as he was telling me, he said he gets nothing back from the football club. No respect, nor a, nor a, nor a letter, nor an email, nor, nor a phone call. You know, but when it comes to renewing his season ticket, they bang, you know, they're straight on him. You know, it's going to cost X amount. Are you going to take out sponsorship? Are you going to buy, you know, do this and do that? And, you know, that, that's a big loss for any football club. Um, a, a very, very, very successful, loyal Royal, I should have said, a massive Reading fan, and he's not going anymore. And and like Marshall said, you lose your identity, you lose your fans. There's only one way for the football club to go, and that's you know, <laughs> unfortunately, down. And Johnny, I'll come back to you now. Um, what do you think needs to happen? Is it a new owner? Is it something else? What are your thoughts? Well, I think the other side that's been forgotten about this as well. You know, the women's team has been destroyed. You know, now the you know they've got relegated and players are going back to part time. They did so well the last eight nine years to get into the women's Premier League. Women's foot was on the up, whether uh, you know traditional people like it or not. Whatever the women's World Cups on at the minute, and that that's that's a huge thing for 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 women's football and for Reading. You know, we've been a big leading part in that. The owner is. What do we say? We can keep going on about, you know, we don't hear anything from him. It's it's not, it's toxic. It's not going to change. We need different, but then the rumours I hear this new, some American consortium that coming in are as dodgy as he is. Um, you know, it's it's sad. It's sad to, to see what's going on. I, I don't have much hope for the future of the club at the minute until some we, we hear something. All we're hearing is rumours. Rumours create anxiety. People worry. Fans think, you know, Dylan is the next player. All of us as fans, we're sitting there going, we're worried about the future of our club. We're not hearing anything. No one, no one in the club has got the decency or the balls to stand up, Mark Bowen, whoever, to say, yeah, I'll stand out and say this is what's going on. I owe, you owe, we owe you that respect as fans say this is what's going on. We ain't stupid. We all go on the EFL embargo site every day and sell HMRS, HRM C17 about not paying the tax man. Like, come on, show us some respect. We support you as fans. You support us as, as an owner of a club or people. You know, that's all we ask for. Yeah, and I think, you know, a few of the points you made there, Johnny, we're all fans. It's our club. Yeah. Um, managers, players. Obviously, there's. We've got Dylan on tonight. Uh, we've got. We've all got our favourite players. Yeah. In legends, the likes of Michael Jilks, you know, the one hundred and six team, Steve Koppel. Um, but managers and players and owners come and go. Mm. You know, with the exception of the likes of Roger Smee and Sir John Madeski, who did so much for the club. Mm. Um. But the owners, the, the last few owners have, have been temporary. They're, they've been kind of temporary custodians of, of the club. But the, We don't ident- identify with them, do we, Mark? They're, no, not, the, they're not our people. They're not our local people. That club we, belongs we, to the fans. The yeah. club, that, that's what makes a club is, is the fans. Uh, and yes, an owner comes in and puts money in, great. But um, Union, come back to you now. Um, yeah, we we had some, you know, difficult times, and and some of the football wasn't great at, at times going back years. But we've we've had some good times as well. Um, you know, looking ahead now, the the state of the club as it is, are you kind of 
Are you anxious? Are you nervous? Is it, I think also, because it's our club, because we're fans, it means a lot to us. So, you know, it 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 kind of is, we're part of that community. And, and when that community breaks down, as it is with the club, yeah, it's not a good feeling. I mean, how are you feeling as a fan at the moment? Well, I mean, I am I'm positive it's a new season uh, and it's a long time since we've been in this league and the last time we won this league was Dylan's time and that was a great season. If we, you know, going into this season, we, we're going to have a tight squad like we, there was only 22 players used that season and, you know, I've, I've got this book here, David Downs, it's signed by David Downs. I got it in Oxfam, unbelievably. But, <laughs> but you know, 22 players, two lone players, Tony Witter, and I can't remember Jay Humphrey. I, I, he played at number two. John Humphrey. John Humphrey, tell us. John, just kidding, I, I went to almost every game that season. Just, um, <laughs> But, you know, I was going to ask Dylan, like a tight squad like that, that's what we got this season. And like watching the Swansea game, I couldn't get to it. I watched on TV. And yeah, Alex, you'll be able to say more about what, what the play was because Yadam came off early doors and then Carroll came off at half time, I think. And then the reason being they were getting used to the, the style of play. They're getting used to the, you know, where, I mean, my God, really, if players are unfamiliar, Dylan, you'll be able to tell us what the tactics you'll be going forward with at the moment with a tight squad. But I'd be saying, you know, keep it simple, 4-4-2 or whatever. I'm I'm complete amateur. But, you know, from a playing point of view, you know, Peterborough, we should be beating them. Even with a tight squad, we've got quality players. One of the trial players that came on looked like a Jamie Lambert, like really exciting and Alex, you'll be able to say, because I didn't pick up on, on who he was, but we've got to get the money sorted out and then it will be positive. If that doesn't get work, it's obvious. Are we going to play on Saturday is another question, because looking at the website, there's some blank play, you know, Charlie S- Savage and yeah, um, the guy Wing, you know, they haven't even got their their, their um, picture on, the, on there yet, because obviously they're not registered or they could be deregistered. So, but if you, Dylan, if you were coming on and you were managing, you, you, you would probably not be taking Andy Carroll off or um, Yadam because you would know what their strengths are and you'd be playing to their strengths rather than trying to change things going into this league, which is a worry. Three managers we've had, Paunovic and before him, Gomez, and now we've got Sellers. And, it, you know, we've always been a bit anxious about managers and Mark Mark McGee was one when he first came on and he had quite a while before he kind of started you know getting it going and that what clicked there was um, Colin Lee wasn't it and the team and everything that happened that brilliant season but yeah anxious is the word but you know if we can get it sorted a press conference would be nice with the people who are responsible who are going, presenting things to the HMRC, presenting things to to the EFL, protesting against the EFL because they've got a part to play, haven't they? A big part and regulation coming into, you know, because the fair play and um, Robbie Savage, he's got a word to say, hasn't he? And there's other Reading fans, obviously, very good spokespeople to put forward that Die Young has put a hell of a lot of money and John Medeski has said that as well. But come on. You know, we, we've got to respect the guy for everything he's done for us so far. And um, going forward, we've got to work with him because, as Alex has said, if it, you know, you can't just get rid of him because he, he's he, he, he we're indebted to him. Not that we owe him the money. It's just that he'll want to get that value back. Yeah. And, and Dylan, come come to you now and then and then come to Alex again to talk about the, the game against Swansea. Dylan, if you were if you were coming into this situation, so if you if it was you instead of Ruben Sellers, uh, and you know about the problems with the club, um, you know about the transfer embargo, you've only got a few new players. There's this talk that you know of those four new players, um, you know one or more of them might be deregistered. 
You might have a wafer-thin squad. You might have to put in players from the under-23s or the under-21s or whatever. How would you approach this as a manager? Well, I've done it five times in South Africa, and worse, worse uh, things that have happened than, than a transfer embargo and you know the the money situation. That, that's that's been my life for, for you know most of my coaching career in Tanzania, Kenya, and in, even in Vietnam. You know, so it's 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 something I'm used to. But if you're coming into that club, first thing you've got to do is you know you've got you've got to make sure your players. Ready to play, you know that that's that's like I said. You know, you come into training, you don't want this cloud hanging over your head to to, to see players coming in with the head down, the shoulders dropped. You know, you want them bouncing. You need you, you need them all saying, right. You know, we're we're going to play, we're going to train today, we're going to work today because we, we we've got a job to do for this football club. And for the, like you said, the most important people is the fans. You know, you you've uh, union. You, Reeled off three, the last three managers, all foreigners. You know, it's it's you know, and then he and Mark McGee was a big gamble for Sir John at the time, and and it worked, it worked. You know, Chris Wilder. I don't know what what happened with Chris Wilder. Um, well, Dylan, sorry to interrupt. We we have we haven't mentioned Paul Lintz, obviously. You know, maybe there's a reason why Una oh. didn't mention Paul Lintz, but uh, you know, it, it just hasn't worked, does it? No, like I say, you know, you know, whenever, whenever you go to a football club as a player, as a coach, as a supporter, you know, you, you go in there to give your best, and 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 that's that's as long as the, the people that see that you're doing your best, that's all they can ask for. And and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then you know, the the, the end of it, you, you pay for your job. But when when the things are happening now with Reading Football Club, you know, there's uh, you know there's, there's so there's, there's nothing good to speak about in a football club. You know, it's every, every every social media that's posted it's about the chairman. You know, and it, I don't think it's nice because he still is the chairman. He still is the owner. Um, but he's it's, it's, it's got to give the fans and the club some hope. He's got to give them some, you know, options that, 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 that there is a club worth fighting for. There is a club worth selling um, to an American, to a, a, a Saudi-based consortium, whoever it is. You know, that, that club at Reading Football Club is one of the biggest in the country. What a stadium. What You know, what, what a catchment area for football. And on Saturday, when they play, is it Peterborough, did you say, Unan? I mean, my, my agent's been to see Peterborough. He lives in Peterborough. He says they're on fire. He says the preseason that they've had. He says they've been, you know, he thinks we're going to be, you know, up there towards the end of the season. Preseason's about getting the players right, getting the players ready for the first game of the season. Whether you win, lose, or draw, it's finding the right balance, finding the right dimensions, finding the right formation, and finding the best players to play that first game against Peterborough. Unfortunately, I can't come to that game. You know, um, I've committed to go to to, to Barnsley. But I'll be there in spirit with the rest of the uh, fans and I'll be checking, you know, the scores at half-time and at full-time. I'm not one of these that, you know, uh, try and keep my phone on the scores all the time, you know. So I just want them to start the season off as, as good as they can. And that means keep a clean sheet and don't lose the game. You know, you get a point, the way things are happening, you'd be happy. Three points... Brilliant. I mean, that'll 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 give everybody a big, 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 big confidence boost. But who's registered? Who's not registered? Who can he select? Can he trust the younger boys to go in there against the very, very organised, the very, very good Peterborough side who were unfortunate to to lose last year in the in the semi final or wherever it were the playoffs? Um, you know, we as supporters, you know, we just we just want the best of the football club. And Alex, I come to you now. Um, I'd like you to sort of give your view of of the game on Saturday against Swansea. You know what your what your thoughts were. Was it as bad as as the scoreline suggests? Were there any positives? Did you see any of of the the players involved um, who looked look, look good? But also, um, after you've talked about that, I just just want to get your thoughts on the first game of the season against Peterborough. I think a lot of Reading fans. 
uh, are worried about how this might go. But but talk talk about the game against Swansea first. I mean, it, it started off well. Uh, we had a fair amount of possession. When Andy Carroll was on the pitch, we were doing the whole hoof it up to Carroll thing from from the keeper, which was a little bit disappointing to see. But with Andy Carroll on the pitch, that's what you're going to do. Um, Az- Aziz looked good on the ball, but um, he he seems like he lacks confidence to shoot. But he did look he, he did look good on the ball. But there were certain there were certain times where uh, passes weren't made. Uh, Guinness Walker, Tom Holmes, and it 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 was it it was quite an eye opener to what the season could potentially be like. And then um, looking ahead to Saturday's game, are, are you worried? You know what we don't we saw. Okay, it's a friendly, and you don't worry too much about the scores. It's in some ways it's more about the performance, but it was kind of everything. It, you know, it wasn't great, was it? So looking ahead to Saturday. The problems Reading have got, possibly we just haven't got anywhere near enough decent players. Uh, and, and say that with all due respect of whoever might line up, the, the 11 that starts the season, um, you know, against, as Dylan said, a good Peterborough side. Are you worried, Alex, that it could go badly wrong on Saturday? Yeah, we, we lacked a striker which was very bad, obviously, when we heard the news about Sam Smith and his long-term injury. But we did lack a striker since the likes of uh, Jow and st- stuff have, have obviously left. I, I did feel that we, we lacked someone that could put the ball in the net. And, uh, yeah, to, I mean, uh, as you know, the old man's a massive uh, Reading fan as well. And uh, he told me, oh, it's only friendlies, it doesn't matter, but I don't really see how it's going to be any different. But I'm excited for the start of the season. I want to get behind them. Um, the kids are moaning because I'm forcing them to go. So you're not you're not forcing them too much. I know I know enough about about <laughs> your your children to know that that they want to go rather than being forced. But perhaps perhaps that highlights how bad it is. And Johnny, you know, come back to you now. Um, I, I've got a feeling I know what your answer is going to be to this next question, but. You know how are you? How are you feeling ahead of Saturday, first game of the season? Uh, and it would be bad enough if we had these problems, you know, like a month ago. But we're we're literally a few days away from the first game. Dylan said Peterborough have prepared really well for the season. You can't say that about Reading. Uh, are you concerned for for Saturday? And and how concerned are you? Of course, concerned. But all can hope is hope for the best. Like you know, the, the problem is we haven't got any new defenders in since last season. Our defence has been woeful for years, um, and it's not a pop at any of the players that play in our defence. You know, Tom Holmes, Tom Mack, Year Dom, Guinness Walker. We needed to to improve that, and it hasn't happened because we've not been able to do it. So, all we can hope is that. Let's get behind the team. We have to get behind the team. What, what other option is it? We can't flag the team off for 90 minutes. Let's go out there and back them. You know, give us a briefer a chance at right back. Maybe year Don plays centre back. Do something different. We've got hopefully Savage will play. Hopefully Wing will play. Unfortunately, Sam Smith's out. Um, we have to, we have to, we have to be the people that give the enthusiasm and the positivity to the team because the club's a mess. So we need to back these guys. If it's young lads under 21s, just back them to rafters. It doesn't matter if we lose on Saturday. We lost a game against Plymouth back in 2005. I think we did all right that season. So, like, it's not the be-all and end-all of life if we lose on Saturday. It's about our club being alive and staying up and keeping us focused on what we're doing. And giving people belief in that team that, go on, lads, go out there and, like Noel Hunt says, he says, go out and express yourselves. Go out and show what you can do. We've got some really good academy players in this club. If they play on Saturday, if they make a mistake, back them. Go for it. Come on. You know? I, I, I think, Johnny, you've touched on something there that I think could be a really good idea and might even catch on because uh, there's been talk over the summer about what the Reading song should be. You mentioned they're staying alive, you know, staying alive. <laughs> being, 
Maybe that's a new, new the new theme song because we all want that. You know, we we don't want to be in this situation where it's all doom and gloom. We obviously our main aim is that we've got a club to support. So what I'm going to do now is uh, going to go down the line, starting with you, Union. Can I have a prediction for Saturday for the uh, for the score line, and can I have a prediction for how you think Reading are going to do this season? Yeah, it's a long shot. Um, Saturday, I'm going to be positive, obviously, because you've got to be, and I think it will be two one to Reading, and we'll we'll fight. And as usual, I think goalkeeper wise, it's going to be Bissarnis, is it? And you're pretty decent, I think. And yeah, on from there, just build from the defence and get behind, especially the younger pe- people putting a lot of responsibility on Tom Holmes. And it's always disappointing, and, you know that that was a highlight of, unfortunately, a highlight of the season. The son's, you know, the manager's son booting the ball. I don't know if you've ever seen that in football, Dylan, in professional game where our key player is getting so frustrated with a young professional so I'm glad that's you know we can put a line under that sort of stuff and yeah 2-1 on Saturday and and I'm going to go for playoffs you know it's got to be as long as you get the money thing sorted out there is no reason that we can't be I mean it's a good league as well because there's an awful lot of clubs in there that have been in the championship or in the same position as us wanting to get back there as soon as possible so it's it's getting that um, you know the manager to to get that fight instilled in the younger players and not to be too hot as Johnny says you know we're rooting for them all. Uh, and Alex, I come to you now. I mean, we haven't really even talked that much about the manager. So you know, let's have some thoughts for from you as a Reading fan about our new manager, Ruben Sellers. What do you think? And then I'm going to ask you for your predictions. I mean, I, I hope it goes um, okay for him because, like we said earlier, he's took on a massive, massive task that a lot of people would just turn turn away. And um, I actually spoke to him at the weekend, and he did seem quite positive. And he was saying that he wants to, he's going to do his best. He's planning to stay at the club for a while, but um, he, he seemed quite like, like like quite a nice chap to be fair. And then what about your prediction? So prediction for the game on Saturday and prediction for, for how Reading are, are going to do this season. I, I think it's going to be a one-all draw. We're uh, going to get Dylan Kerr as the manager about six games in. We're going to get promoted and win the Papa John's Cup as well. <laughs> All right, Dylan, over to you. First of all, before you give your predictions, um, give us your thoughts about Ruben Sellers as a manager from what you know. I actually don't. That's the thing. I know he's at Southampton and it didn't work for him there with the, with the Premier League squad and the Premier League team. So hopefully he's learnt, you know, in that short space of time that he's, he was, he was, he's in charge. Um, you know, his, his shortcomings and he's learnt from it and he, he, like Athalic says, that he's positive and he, and he thinks he's going to be there for a long, long time. That's good. So that's that, that's a positive thing that, you know, he, obviously he's not going to come out and, you know, and say to Alex, oh, we're crap, we're going down. <laughs> positive. So, you know, you, you just wish him all the best because, like I said, like, <laughs> you and Johnny and Alex and, and yourself, Mark, we're already fans, you know. Um, I don't know what the result's going to be on Saturday. You know, there's... As I said, there's, there's been not, nothing in the press, you know, mentioning Reading. Um, uh, are they, they're going to win, they're going to lose, they're going to draw. It's like it's like Reading don't exist anymore. It's, it's really weird. Even the social media, you know, the, you, you used to get, I'm on like six or seven groups of Reading fans. Uh, and like I said, the, the, all, the, all the messages they keep posting, it's, it's, it's the good old days in, in Elm Park. You know, somebody posted a song about being at Elm Park and, he, and uh, a few of us got a mention, which was nice. Uh, but I don't know, Mark. I don't know. But before before you think, I, I must say this, right? We all know what happened to Shaka. We all saw the incident, what happened mm. to Shaka. Um, and, and I have spoken to Shaka, so he's, he's in good hands. He's going to get a health check. But I, I sent him a voice note and I says, by the way, you went down like you did when Bull scored against us at Wolves. And, <laughs> And he said to me, he says, I'm not supposed to be laughing, but I couldn't stop laughing. The nurses told me to stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and I cracked up. And 
Yeah, our best wish is to Shaka. Um, so, yeah, they, there you go. And Dylan, look how, um, you know, we, we all know that, that you'd like to see Reading do well this season, but given, given all the problems they've got, how, how do you think Reading will get on this season? No, they've got to. Like I said, you know, Union's saying playoffs. Why not go? Listen, everybody's against you. The bookies are going to be against you. You know, the, the EFL's against you. The taxman against you. You've got an owner that doesn't know whether he wants to stay at the club, sell the club, get the club out of the shit that they're in. Sorry for swearing. Um, just sell it just because they're right. Listen, guys, fuck it. Let's just go for it. You know, we've got nothing to lose. Everybody's, everybody's losing for us. Everybody's expecting the worst to come from Reading, so fuck them. Let's just go for it. Sorry for swearing. That, that sounds like the team talk before Saturday's game. We got me. to 50-odd minutes from Dylan Spade three times in 10 <laughs> it seconds. It's been very polite, and now uh, there you go. That's, uh, that's Dylan for you. So apologies to anyone who was offended. I don't think there was anyone. No. Um, but um, we, we don't we don't have to do a warning at the start. We just say, yeah, Dylan's on this episode. So that's what <laughs> yeah. we but no, th- thanks for thanks for that, Dylan. Johnny, coming to you now. A word about the manager. What are your thoughts? Is he the right type of manager? And then your predictions. Ah, oh, look, best of luck to him. I, like I hope he can do what he can with the, the team that he's got. It's obviously a team that he or a squad that he hasn't picked. He's promised things that haven't happened. Um, I, I'm behind him. Like, what other choice do you have? I hope he does well. I hope he can do what we can. Be realistic. Keep the team afloat. Give the players a chance. Give the young players a chance. There's some diamond players in that club. You get a guy like Charlie Savage wanting to join Reading, despite all the mess that we're in. You know, his dad was a... a, a he, dad loves the club. You know, he, he said when, you know, he got a big standoff, a big send-off from the, the Reading fans. So that's a real positive, you know, for a young lad like that. Man United's come to Reading in our circumstances. Brilliant, you know, um, he's he's twenty years of age. He's going to not be, you know, finished article. So let these lads develop. Give them a chance. We, we we're in a club in transition. We have to go and build and get better. That's exciting. Like it's back to ninety eight, ninety nine, when we went to Majeski after Elm Park. Grant Brebner joined. Massar joined. Okay, I rest my case, but um. You know, it's a chance for us to to grow again, do different, be different, and 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 look forward, and and let's see what happens. And we could we could be negative about all the other stuff, but it, what matters to fans is what happens on the pitch. We and want to get behind the team and have some beliefs. Give them give them a go. Come on. What's going to happen on the pitch on on Saturday, Johnny? And and what's your prediction for? We're going to win. We're going to win nineteen nil. I'm going to probably wake up in the local hospital. Um, <laughs> It's it's about it's a first home game of the season. Let's you know there's a protest going on. I think they're going to do the you know at the nineteenth minute, uh, whatever it is, eighteenth minute. Sorry, the seventy first minute. I don't know about the owners. Forget that. Rest of the time, get behind the players, build them up, build them up, keep positive, make a mistake, get behind them. They're young guys trying to make their way in football. If we get behind them and people turn up on the day and support them. What else can we do? That's our club. That's our future. That's the, the players' future. It's the fans that matter. It's the team that matters. Forget the owners and we're going to win 2-1. Oh, Jesus. All right. And uh, <laughs> Johnny, you, you talked about Robbie Savage there and um, uh, I think it was Alex who, who said that he reckons Dylan Kerr be the manager after six games. What about Dylan Kerr and Robbie Savage taking charge? That'd be good. It's but, a battle of a hairstyle, isn't it, really? Just to be honest. Like, we haven't got any hair marks, but them two would be like, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, lads, who, who's got the best hair? Robbie Savage or Dylan Kerr? It's a tough choice. Yeah. And, and Unan, I'm going to come back to you because uh, I asked you for your predictions. And, and Johnny, have you, like, what are your thoughts about, before I do that, what are your thoughts about um, how Reading are going to do? Are you predicting playoffs? What, what, what are your thoughts? I just want the club to still be here at the end of the season, Mark, to be honest. That's me being completely. Uh, honest I just want our club to exist wherever we end up at the end of the season I don't really care at the minute last season was a different season we got relegated we would hope to stay up 
now that you know the the truth's coming out about the owner and what's going on, he's lost interest. Our club existence, we've been in Division Three, Division Four in the old days. I just want still to be here in the future for my kids, anyone else's kids. That's the it's my club, your club, anyone else's club. I don't want us to be out of existence. Yeah, so I don't care. And Union, I think out of out of all of us, you've probably supported Reading for the longest. Um, going back to, I think your first game was late seventies, was it something like that? Yeah, I think seventy eight. Yeah. yeah, you saw? Did you see Steve Death and Robin Friday play? I didn't. I knew of Robin Friday because of the Evening Post reporting. Yeah, and but yeah, I was too young probably to go there at that time. But yeah, from memory, it was a pre-season game. Brighton was my first game. Yeah. And possibly be the season before. But, you know, your memory goes a little bit hazy before then when you're yeah. that young. Well, but, I can, I can yeah. remember you and I being part of the uh, the winning Reading College team, won the uh, Berkshire Under-19s trophy. I can remember that far back. That's a long time ago. Yeah, and, just about remember that one. Yeah. But, you remind um, me enough. Look, um, Ruben Sellers, what are your thoughts, Union, finally on him? Yeah, as Dylan says, you know, and he, Dylan says about people who get rewarded, but he is, that was his first chance. And I was looking, doing a bit of research about Chris Wilder and Heggenbottom, I think that's him. He was a interim manager and didn't get the job. And then... Um, someone else did, and now Higginbottom's brought Sheffield United all the way up. So Sellers was an interim manager kind of thing, didn't didn't quite work, but he's come to Reading now. So we've just got to get behind him and think, although the negative thing is that we've had two two foreign managers as they were, this is our third foreign manager. Our English manager, Paul Lintz, didn't work out, but, you know, Sellers, we're, we're all searching for a Mourinho type or, you know, that kind of manager that comes in. But there's been plenty of managers that are obviously coming very successful. But at Reading, does that work? So we've just got to get behind him. I think that not that I know much about his background. He just seems an impressive type of person. And he's been at the Southampton, the Premiership. He's He's been, you know, facing the press every week. So he's going to have that experience, as Dylan says, that hopefully all that learning will really make him cope for the first six games until Dylan takes over, of course. (laughs) Well, listen, I'm I'm going to just have my my final say. I'm I'm actually with Johnny on this. I mean, the main thing for me is that we survive as a club, whatever that looks like. Um, You know, that's the main thing for me. So I'm, I'm fully with you, Johnny, on that one. I think for me... Um, as long as we survive, as long as we stay in this division, we just need some stability as a club, whether that's a new owner, whatever it is. Um, as for Saturday, I am worried. Um, you know, Dylan talked about it. Peterborough, good side. Um, I think we've uh, we've potentially got a problem on Saturday. So even if it's a defeat, if we can see something, um, then... You know, we we just want our club to to still be our club at the end of the season. So I'm with Johnny on that. And uh, yeah, as far as the manager goes, I, I don't know. We we just want the the club to be successful again at some point ultimately. But I think it is about you know let's keep keep the club alive um, with the new theme tune, staying alive by the Bee Gees, or, or the other. There was another version, wasn't it? So maybe the other version as well. Um, and uh, yeah, just keep our fingers crossed. I think that's a worrying thing going into the start of the new season. But that's that's being a Reading fan at the moment. That that's the the reality of it. But look, just want to say thank you to all of you on possibly the last ever eighteen seventy one podcast episode. We don't know yet, genuinely, if there if there will be any more um, episodes. Um, you know, there might be, and if, if there are, we'll we'll let you know. But um, for now, at least, this is the last ever 1871 podcast episode. So just want to thank um, Union Carr, uh, Alex Blissett, Johnny Hunt, and of course, Dylan Kermelord. Thank you all for joining us. And um, let's, let's sort of start the season with a positive. Come on, you are's. You are's. You are's.
You was. You was. Staying alive. Staying alive. Staying alive. You realise that's being left in, Johnny? Yeah, I hope so. All right. I've got a great voice like Dylan. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate that. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.